are listening to Jim and Donnie's Short, Sharp and Fitness podcast, brought to you by oldbullhealth.com, your hosts Donnie Singe and Jim Bolt. Welcome back and thank you for listening. I'm the Jim Bolt and with me is a Donnie Singe. And you're listening to the Old Bull Health Short, Sharp and Fit podcasts, new episodes weekly. Send any feedback to help at oldbullhealth.com. Please like, share and follow if you enjoy listening. Hello, Donnie. Hello, Jim. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, mate, I'm ready to rock and roll. What are you excited about? Mate, I'm, exci- I'm always excited to come to the oh, studio good. with oh, you right. and Alan and right. sit here no, and a bit of banter and let's yeah. get into it. All right, let's get it. So today's topic is, if you remember correctly, episode 33, which wasn't far long ago, not long ago, we, we did uh, an, ep- an episode on stress, understanding it and managing it. And we're going to revisit that again today and uh, figured it was worth a longer discussion around managing stress. Absolutely. Look. Are you, are you stressed, Donnie? Do you, always, stressed? Always, Do you get stressed easily? I like stress. Really? I told you. I, I think I even said it in, the, in that last podcast. Mm. I find a, a healthy dose of a little bit of stress just keeps me at that, at that point of um, action that I need to be at. Okay. So what, what, what gives you the major shits? Like, what's like? It's, got, it's the same as, look, oh, I'm going to take it just a wild stab in the dark here and with most people. People. People, people create stress. They would, but if there were none, you'd be stressed as well. <laughs> I'd be lonely, but not right. stressed. Anyway, <laughs> all right, let's get into it. So, uh, we're going to cover off a little bit of a couple of research bits first um, around stress. So, NCBI, which is the National Center for Biotechnology Information, PubMed Central. Uh, again, links will be in the show notes. They did a study of forty students, eighteen to thirty-five years old. Um, and that was around whether stress management skills actually help them manage stress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess it's always relative, hey, Donnie. You know, if you're stressed, you can be stressed about little things or big things. But in the context of your life, they can be big things or little mm-hmm. things, right? So different people would stress about different things, right? So we're, so we're, we're going to go down the study of uh, management. In other words, the stress is well, existed. this was students, but it was how they managed stress, whether Stu- they had the skills to manage stress. And and my point was that students would get stressed about exams, whereas you and I probably wouldn't worry about exams too much. Not now. Not now. <laughs> um, so uh, in terms of that and what, what that meant was that they had to explain, you know, what they did was they, they took a group and they explained relationships of emotions to physical senses to stress what common types of negative thoughts you would have, cognitive distortions, um, how to challenge these thoughts and replace them with, replace irrational with rational thoughts, coping strategies, anger management, assertiveness. You know, that lack of assertiveness can actually create stress, hey, Donnie, because if someone's kind of, you know, <clears throat> riding roughshod over you and you're not mm-hmm. assertive enough, that can obviously create stress. Time management, uh, recording daily events, problem-solving skills, and social protection. And what they found was the group... And I couldn't get to a number, but the group that that had the stress management skills shared showed significantly less stress than the other group, right? So Just, the fact that they were better better able to cope with that. Okay. So, so when you say coping, I just want to, I just want to be clear. So you're talking about coping that they have the stress and they have coping mechanisms yes. to manage. That's right. How. How much the stress affects them? Yes, stress management skills. Affects. That's right. So educated. Okay. Um, the next one, the next bit of research was actually how many people actually have these skills. And this was again, this was by Biomed Central. It was at a university with 663 participants in 2019. 
And they found that 58% of the participants of these 663 actually had pretty poor stress management skills. They didn't know how to manage stress. And if you think about the lives we live at the moment, we actually have more and more stress um, as you you know as you get older from a, a you know you know an income perspective, finances, kids, all sorts of more you know, life, more life, yeah, <laughs> and, and more in your face as well because of um, social media and such. Um, but they did find that the sex of the student, what year of education they were in, their finances, their view of self, and their social group or social support status were significant indicators of how well they knew how to manage stress or not. Okay. Right? Do, do, do you have what they are? Do you, do, do, do you have in your- No, no. They didn't publish which were better. I think the only point was made that the higher socioeconomic tended to do better at managing stress. Well, of course they do. They can pay for it to go away. Pay for a therapist. Maybe. <laughs> I so I suppose the question from that was with your players, or, or the, you've obviously you know, managed a lot of professional athletes over time, yeah. So was that you know? Did you think was there stress in those players? We you know was it, I don't know. Was it about them? Would they be in the team or not be in the team? Or had yep. a bad game or, or family situations? Yep. Uh, in that case, um, it, it tends to be the players that have served um, a couple of years, a few years, mm. and then and then the older players because as as we joked about before, there's more life. There's more. Um, there's a lot. Remember, with with a with a um, with an elite athlete, yeah. as they go through their career, they know that there's a a lifespan to that. Mm, mm. So it's a little bit different from getting a graduation, and which new is just kids as stressful. Coming through the whole time, a- faster, a- quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. With the young ones, right? That's about us. How we put into them that resilience, how we put into them that toughness, how we put into that that um, realization and understanding and acceptance of the of the amount so- of work. And discipline you're going to have to have. Maybe before, so so before, let's talk about that. But before we talk about that, did did you think on average that those guys had good stress management skills to start when they came in? Uh, some, and there's um, and there's a few um, there's a few things about those, or a few uh, uh, quite 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 a few factors about the lifestyle that those particular individuals have come out of um, to to. To give us a good strong indication of how well equipped they are to so, go so, through. So, so, so there were. So, what were there? Some indicators, if you can talk about those, yeah. of, of which ones would handle stress better than than others. Was it guys who came from a very uh, uh, cushy, you know, um, good family, easier life, or a harder life? For instance, I don't know. I'm just yeah, making that and, shit and, up and, as we go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not use the word the, the the term harder life, but definitely those who came from um, a work ethic. So yeah. it definitely and so more resilient. More, they were more resilient, and yeah. also they were more used to um, getting themselves into um, I- I- into a work situation. Mm. Their planning, their their their, their process um, had been put into them by their families, um, and, and then you also had um, w- w- with them it was more based around the little the other soft things that probably they, they they may have taken for granted, like being in that environment, then suddenly being removed from it. So whilst they were really well equipped. In a, in a tenacious sort of way to mm. get things done, and they got a great work ethic. Mm. On the other side, they actually really relied on that family unit or that support unit, which is a good thing because that's how people should grow anyway. Yeah. And so, so we were very mindful um, to create and provide 
the same type of of support to them, and that will keep them in a, in, in a really good place. Then you've got your other ones who aren't used to the work ethic, but are very skilled. And when they came in, then you had to start making up the balance there, yeah. where they were like, "Oh, what the hell? I don't just have to pass the ball and run and kick and and make a few tackles. I've actually got to do something every day, be somewhere on time, yeah. get myself to sleep, um, look after myself so I yeah. can present." Yeah, yeah. And and what about pre-game? Because it, there's there's Pressure would it be nervousness or stress? I don't know. Pre-game yep. nerves. Yeah. And, and how would you how would you manage? You know, how do you how would that cope, or how would you try and help them cope with yeah. that? Uh, look, a lot of them, it's it's quite true, and they, and they, and they talk freely about it. The the athletes, but they have their own superstitions. They have their own routines. Mm. Um, then you've got players um, who are quite rational. Um, they use uh, very structured processes, cognitive processes to prepare themselves for matches. Then you've got, um, you know, those 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 players who I believe, um, I, and I can see it in the in the room, even at national level, um, who just they just love the game. Mm. So they're actually already present and thinking, I'm going to get out there, run the ball, make tackles. They they love the game. Then you've got the next level down, which is um, this is the game. This is how I have trained for it. Mm. This is how I'm going to approach it. Mm. And um, so they might have uh, words, quotes, uh, uh, um, things they listen mm. to on their on their stereo. That the, the, yeah. the first group on might just stereo. listen to music on their on their what? <laughs> the stereo. Yeah, oh, the stereo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We bring in the big eight yeah, decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, the phone. And then um, and then you've got those who are actually uh, gently prepared by the coaching staff and mentors around them. Um, and that lessens as they get more into who they are in the game. So, have you got any? So, are there any words of wisdom that you would share? You know, you know with players or anything that you any, anything that you used to use. I know that you, yeah. so what you're saying is they all kind of had their own little their own thing they went through. But was there anything yeah. that you said that you found really worked really well? I I, I found that those that had um, particular um, family or uh, you know, f- photos and things stuck into their mm. into their um, lockers. The lockers, yeah. They 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 tended to be able to return to a good base of of rationale even in the toughest parts of the game. Hmm. Because what what I would do and 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 probably what other high performance coaches do is is as they move around, we take note of the of the very public or um, obvious things that they've put up where they don't mind. Obviously, don't mind sharing. So it could be a, fam- a picture of their family in there. It could be some words written somewhere. And what we do is we actually take note of what they are. And then when we're out there on the field, if needed, if they get into a place where they're just finding it a little bit hard to move those cement legs or they're, or they're just trying to come back from some um, adversity that's occurred on the field, uh, we can use those as prompts for them. And mm-hmm. we'll always discuss with them that first. Like we'll literally say, can yeah. I bring that out to you yeah. if you yeah. need it? And, yeah. and they always say yes. Yeah. Um, so probably the main one is, um, yeah, a lot of guys, yeah, it's true. They wear the same underpants every week. Hmm. Uh, they wash them, hmm. but they're the same underpants. Hmm. Get a bit tired. A bit like Alan. A bit yeah. like Alan when he comes here. Yeah. <laughs> Where's his lucky, lucky undies? I wish he put other clothes on though, isn't he? Um, Sitting there in his undies. It's hot in here, Johnny. <laughs> Just being practical. <laughs> Testosterone and immunity formula is our ingestible powder formulated for men to help support testosterone levels and immunity systems. Mix with water or into your favorite smoothie and use daily. Only available online at oldbullhealth.com. Always read the label. Always follow the directions for use. Okay, so so then just 
so carrying on from that, I guess the you know Centre for Disease Control, odd 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 organisation to be commenting, but they've got got coping with stress or, or stress management techniques, and a lot of these are captain obvious. So you know, take regular, take a break, um, practice self care, talk to others, connect with your community or with others, avoid drugs and alcohol, and know when you need help, and then. Um, I also looked at WebMD, which provides quite a lot of information on the web as well and all the links in the show notes. Um, their tips were around, obviously, eating, and we know that, that stress can cr- create bad eating habits, so eat, you know, eat good food. Make sure you exercise. That obviously gives you some sort of dopamine or hit um, of happiness. Deep breathing, take a break, you know, start a hobby or practice a hobby. Um, and, and I know that can be hard if, there's, if stress is quite severe to do anything. Yeah. Um, talk to people about it and try and eliminate the triggers that cause you that stress. Mm. So that was um, that was that was you know common areas. Is that does that resonate or, or does that make sense from your perspective? Because I guess you were seeing these guys very you know in a window of uh, an athlete and training and fitness in a game, right? As opposed to sometimes the broader picture or not or, or different. No, no, it's ab- everything that you've just given there is is exactly. Um, the same is what we practice and teach to our to our athletes and to mm. elite athletes and to and to anybody who's dealing in corporate anybody who is uh, yeah just your, your your normal person out there mm. on the street because because the really interesting thing about what you've just listed with all of those things is we've got to get away from thinking that um, that. Uh, stress management and this mental health. Mm. We've got to get away from thinking that it's between your ears. Mm. That's where it ends up. But what we've got to get away from thinking is that. Um, that this, all of this well-being stuff is dealt with between your ears. It's not. It's dealt with with your entire body, mm. your environment, mm. and the way you live your life. And the, and the more we get people to understand that, then the better we're going to be at managing this. Traditionally, when you are invited to come and speak or give um, examples and, and you know, of how elite athletes or how different uh, military or whatever deal with um, stress and how they manage it and how they recognize triggers, it's quite generic. And and a lot of the times the, the, it will be based around performance, um, work ethic and production in the, in the workplace. So, you know, I, I don't think it takes too long for, 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 for a whole room of people to suddenly realize well, everything that's coming at me now is about um, doing more work, being more productive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you said at the very end is is where we, I would like to think um, practitioners and facilitators of well-being sciences are yep. going. Individuals, when you get in a room and you're talking to a group of people, but the way you're presenting and um, very much like some of the stuff that you brought up today, it's individualized. Um, and they can see, oh, hold on, now you're talking about me. Mm, mm. And and you and I both know, if you want a great team um, environment, if you want a great team output, mm. the individual themselves has to be in a good place and has to be in a strong place mm, of growth. Mm. And then if you want them to be, you know, really in the thick of it mm. when, when shit goes south, 
then you've got to know that they've got to be very competent. So, well, competent you know, and engaged as yeah. well that they give a shit, give yeah, a shit, but to the bring engage- the skills to the to beer, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but if you want someone to engage, you've got to give them something to engage in. And if, if you're yeah. just standing there and you're putting and you're and you're and you're putting down all these well-being workshops and you're putting down all this stuff, but you're not letting them know this is for you. This is not for us to get to the um, your bottom line and top margins. This is about making you mm. a, 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 a a competent, confident um, operator so that you can come here. And even though that sounds a bit, you know, oh yeah, people would still be listening to me now saying, how do you do that? It's bloody easy, mate. It's easy. You just go through exactly what we've talked through at the start, but you point it towards individuals, give them strategies, and show them when they walk out of the room, yeah, it, here are well, things that you can go and do. There, there were a couple other things. So, Sorry, I, th- I think I just need to, to you know, it wasn't complete chaos, you know, when I was working in these businesses. Because, were, were you in charge? Um, yes. I'll be absolute but, chaos. Uh, you, you, you know, <laughs> but- Thank you, but uh, you know th- there were there were a lot of these uh, what I felt were band aid bits and pieces that went on the whole time. You know, not everyone wants to be an elite mm. athlete or run. You know, I'm talking about who works. You know, yes, I've, yeah, with some guys at Ironman, some people who never got off the couch, but that was it. That was them. So there were five things that I always pushed that I felt people needed. And the one was was location. So are you con- you know do they live conveniently? Is it easy for them to get to you? All right. If yep. they work living in Wollongong, trying to get into you know into to um, northern Sydney, it's hard. That friction's just too high. So environment, so location was one. Hard to control because sometimes there would be bad choices. But generally, when we hired, I would try and make sure that that was something because it's more family time, more connection time, other things. Second was environment. Am I creating a good environment that's conducive to work and and friendly and and mm. and, and and open and so on? Um, the third was actually fellow workers. And you know, there's this there's this thinking that you always have to have one arsehole in the business because mm. if you if you don't have any arseholes, you forget what they look like. Um, so always have one arsehole present so you can can re- recognise them. <laughs> you know, <coughs> um, <coughs> as my as my dad um, as my dad once said to my brother. And I'm sure you took that role. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was once in a, in a chatting to my dad with my brother, and he looked at us and he said, "You know, in any room, there's always an arsehole present." So I just looked straight away at my brother and, and pointed at him. <laughs> Um, but you know, there's so so there's that whole people that whole people piece because if your fellow workers are, are kind of crap and don't know anything, mm. then that's that's not going to work either. Key was also meaningful work. So you talk about them working hard, but if they're doing stuff that they feel they're learning and that's important to them, and they're working on on brands that are, are well known brands and so on, that that you can see the rise, you know, in terms mm. of them feeling important and, and motivated. Uh, and the last bit was just recognition. You, you know, so you've always got the quiet guys who just work, and if you don't, if they see you recognizing people who don't work hard, they they kind of know, you, you know, if you're putting up with that shit. Yeah. So making sure there are proper structures and, and ways that people are recognized, promoted um, for their efforts, uh, and, and that motivates others, and then you get the guys who don't want to work hard find somewhere else to work sometimes. So. Uh, you know, it wasn't perfect, but for me, that was you know, good environment, good people, and then can I give them work that's interesting, not yeah. just shitty, yeah. admin-y Shit. crap work. I, you know? I, I want to come and work for you. Can I work for you? Oh, I can find a well, Donny, you'd have to work a lot harder than you work now. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got one a hole. You yeah, don't need another yeah, one. No, no. But what what I like no, about no assholes in my business. Yeah, what I like about uh, just what, me. <laughs> what I like about what you just said is it's the standards thing. And and but I don't want to get too far away from what we were talking about. But yeah. quite simply, you know, uh, the old film um, Finding Nemo. 
that great scene where you know that all those fish are in that big net and 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 Nemo's telling them to swim down down so everyone swim down together and you know and in the and in the film Nemo um you know it, it, they they they're about to get pulled onto that trawler but mm. they're all swimming down together and that force was enough to break the net and break the mm. boom and mm. off they go to freedom now in 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 environments you know where we have good standards everybody feels safe Everybody feels that if there is something inappropriate and there's a language and a behavior that is not accepted, standards, living standards and behavioral standards of your workplace are far stronger than any manual you're going to bring out with protocols and, and process. And I suppose, Donnie, the other thing, you know, we've gone way off track now, but I mean, if, if I tell you what's expected, it's less, the only stress you're going to have if, is if you're not meeting expectations. You're not going to have stress about not knowing what to do or, or what's expected of you because it's clear there's standards and structures and ways of doing things, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there is. And, and, and look, we, have, we haven't actually got far away at all because managing stress and, um, and, and, and for people to make good decisions and feel safe about where they are comes from the environment and everything you're talking about predominantly as you said you know and you thought i was joking when you said you know oh and what stresses you people mm, mm. when you get to the bottom of most things right um there's usually a person standing there who just hasn't been um i don't want to say the word dealt with because sometimes that genuinely people don't realize mm. you know that 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 their behavior is affecting people this way but by using these um, self-management um, processes, like I say to my two sons, always have your manners. And, you know, they look at me as if they say, Dad, what the hell is that going to do for me? You know, it's, it's like here I am saying thank you, please, standing, shaking hands, all this sort of stuff. And I said to them, because what you get back from the other person will, will, will show you quite clearly whether it's worth sticking around. Mm. That's what's more important to me, son. Not so much that you have to give the best of yourself to someone, but what the hell's coming back to you. Mm. Because then you can make a decision whether that's a place you want to stand or not. Do we need to talk about those? Oh, look, I, I, I'm looking at your notes, right? Yeah. Because it's way better no, than bl looking you're at blaming, you. You're blaming me now. Yeah, no, I'm looking at yeah. your notes. and it's, Like I said, it's better than looking at your head. Yes. And, you know, uh, you, you've, you've got this thing written here called controllables versus uncontrollables. Well, I think th there was more, you know, when you're sitting with someone and, and they are stressed and it could be, uh, you know, they have a financial issue or it could be something family issue. Uh, I think the point that I was always trying to get to them was, was it, what, what's, what, what's controllable here? You know, is it something that you, something that you can control? Um, and also for me, it was, does it, is it directly related to work? Is this a coworker or is it something that's happening at home? And, um, you know, the one is kind of coaching them to go, well, if it's, you know, what's controllable, what's not controllable, how do you manage your stress around those and what irrational thoughts you can have. Thank you for listening to Jim and Donnie's Short, Sharp and Fitness podcast brought to you by oldbullhealth.com. For more information, visit our website or find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. Or drop us an email if you do have any questions or would like to suggest a topic. Help at oldbullhealth.com.